Kazazi from Aussie Tells All, episode 101. Welcome, Sean, to talk about some music today. I am doing awesome. How about yourself, sir? Not too bad, not too bad. So um, let's start off by talking about your where you first got, got your love for music for the first time. You know, it was it was more or less back when I was a little kid. I mean, ever since like second grade, I've just kind of always had the knack for music ever right. since... I don't know, listening to Bon Jovi back when I was in elementary school, so to speak. And that's <laughs> what got started. So, so it goes way back then. Yeah, about 32 years-ish. Okay, so it's, it's, that's a long time to be a music fan, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, at least my next points I have for you is, um, to your recollection, what was your first concert that, that, that you ever went to as, you, as your brain, brain, brain can process that? Um, very first concert I went to is actually a, uh, military support show, uh, down in San Diego for, uh, with my dad. Uh, it was a, it was, uh, right part of the Persian Gulf War back in 90. Um, it was a combination of Lee Greenwood, uh, God bless the USA. And, and then, uh, Marie Osmond back oh. in the day. Okay. So, well, that's, 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 but uh, tell me, um, how awesome was it to have that song played in the in the uh, in the in the San Diego down there for the Armed Forces uh, charity? You know, it was. I mean, it didn't really sink in too much until after the whole conflict and everything. I see. But I mean, that's with that. I mean, made it a little bit more awesome and took a little bit more meaning to it and then obviously with the whole 9-11 thing mm-hmm. uh, since then it's i mean it's a great song i mean lee greenwood was, yeah um, or whoever wrote that song whether it was greenwood the actual song that it was it's amazing amazing song i love that song yeah. and uh, he sings it's awesome um now back in the day were you a mixtape guy and if so what was on your mixtape tapes? I wasn't so much a mixtape guy. I mean, it was, I really didn't start doing mixtape till about my, was sophomore or junior year of high school. Okay. And even then at that point, a lot of it was just stuff off of CDs. I mean, I made like one or two when I was in junior high off of the radio at the time. Off the radio? Yeah. Uh, doing what was like, <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff is the Fresh Prince Summertime. Gotcha. Speaking of what that's about, song is about ready to make its way known again for the summertime this year. Oh, is it? Uh, okay. It's just a great summertime anthem. Oh, for it, sure. it, Check. Plus, it's, it's Will Smith. How could you go wrong, right? Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, yeah. Now, just a rough estimation on your part, um, how many have you been to as far as a live venue a live concert before like concerts you've been to um how many concerts or what concerts or both parts um how many have you been in in, in rough in a rough estimation uh let's see if i were to think back i could probably say at least 30 or so that's pretty good that's a pretty good list there oh. to be 30 over over the years, probably I'd probably almost say closer to forty. I'm trying okay. trying to remember all of them in their story, but sure, I have like 
I can think of I've been to right I'm not really a huge music fan myself but that's something else but um what was your last one you went to recently concert you went to last concert recently uh about three and a half months ago Miranda Lambert oh yeah Sick, second time seeing, it was yeah. phenomenal uh-huh. I mean this time this time it was her as a headliner instead of her as an opening act for, or as a support act when I saw her in 2009 with uh, Lady Annabellum, Sugar Lee and Montgomery Gentry and Kenny Chesney at the Clink. Wow, that's a nice lineup there. <laughs> it, it was such a phenomenal show. Yeah. But yeah, no, Brandon Lambert is still very much a firecracker on stage. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. Um, now, um, what was your favorite concert and why? Um, throwing throwing my favorite band out for a second here. Okay. Because no, normally I'd be biased and say dream, anything Dream Theater related. Uh-huh. Um, I actually have to go to one this last summer that just kind of really solidified things as a fan for me. Uh huh. Um, I think I may have told you back in person a while back about me picking up on an all female metal band named Conquer Divide. Uh, you did, yeah, you did. And um. First time I saw, I mean, there's a lot of history and a lot of meaning behind that band for me. Okay. Uh, but uh, their debut album, which is self-titled, to get a chance, any metal fans, check it out. This will really be an album that will truly tell you that metal is not just a guy's world, seriously. Okay, okay. Um, six members now, five, uh, two vocalists, one clean, one screams, but all the members are female. There you go. Anyway. Um, and don't let their good looks fool you. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but um, no, the uh, first time I saw them back in 2016, I had just started my weight loss journey. Mm. And I was down 40 pounds in one of their songs, a song called Heavy Lies of Crown, had a place on me at that point and still does to this day. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, they said at that time that they weren't playing the song. Yeah. Fast forward to uh, this past, this last August, mm-hmm. Um I thought they were coming back to town and talked with Kristen, one of the guitar players on Facebook, about them doing the song in concert this time. And she said, mm-hmm. I'll see what we can do. Yeah. I get down to any of the day of the show and uh, was chatting with Chiarelli, the clean vocalist at mm-hmm. their school. She didn't recognize me at first. And then I said something that totally triggered and said, yeah, I remember last time you guys were here, me talking to you guys about Heavy Lies of Crown. She's like, Holy crap, Sean, it's you. <laughs> and then, uh, so come to find out, they ended up, she told me that they were playing the song. Um, it was yeah. actually, the, they even told me when they were playing it. Oh, nice. So that was pretty cool. I actually still have the video of it to this day on my phone and on Google. And I even posted it on Facebook. But um, Oh, cool. Now, the, is it safe? Go sorry, go, sorry, go ahead. But uh, the uh, what they did that night just, I mean, you know how bands introduce themselves after their first song usually, right? I'm not aware, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. More yeah. times than not, bands will introduce themselves after their first song. That's weird. Okay. So they, uh, they'll they say they're band so-and-so from Place XYZ. Oh, anyway, okay. so Conquer Divide did that. And this next part, I so should have gotten on video, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, bless her heart. I mean, this shows you how awesome they are. I mean, just for me being a peon fan and them <laughs> doing what they did for me on this. Right. Uh, Tiarelli called me out on stage as their special guest. Cool. 
in, in the house and then goes and dedicates the one song that meant more than it that one song that meant more than anything to me oh cool and then just the way the way the way they treat me like a normal like a i mean sure as a big fan but as a normal human being let me hang out with them for pretty much the rest of the night after they got done with their set it's that's pretty cool see true humility and yeah and awesomeness and people like that it's it's you you can't script that kind of stuff you really can't it's hard to find in music these days too so very true and with that being said um is it safe to say that you are a, a fanboy of this band now um i was a fan when they first when the album first came out i mean yeah. the fun, funny thing is i stumbled across it via a youtube recommendation oh really checked out one yeah i mean you know how youtube will do like recommended for you type deals right exactly um so they did they did that and uh, at the time they just had like two songs out so i checked out the lyric video for one of their songs at war and i was like holy crap this is legit right here so okay checked it out and then checked out the album on spotify before i bought it mm-hmm. sure enough it was legit there so i'm like all right let's mm-hmm. when it came out on Amazon, i bought it immediately and there you go it's yeah you you can't script that album i mean it's it's really good. Awesome. Um, now let's turn the tables a little bit here. So, sure. your favorite concert now? What was your least favorite concert? And for maybe, maybe a fan, maybe a fan wasn't nice to you, or maybe it's a bad um, set, or what? What was your least favorite um, concert, and why? I'm gonna say I'll go least favorite part of a concert. I mean, sure. I haven't I haven't really been to many bad shows. Period. Okay. Where where the whole show was sucked. Mm-hmm. If I would say, if I were to go off of when the, or during the course of the whole show, mm-hmm. uh, and I hate to go recent on this one, yeah. last summer I saw Matchbox 20 with the Counting Crows at the arena. Oh, wow. Matchbox 20 killed it as usual. I mean, there, yeah. every chance to see them, I mean, Rob Thomas is a genius, but yeah. um, Counting Crows... They had like a couple of songs that they did really good. Yeah. But I mean, everyone knows the song, Mr. Jones, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hands down, worst performance I'd ever seen. Really? Was that? I mean, he didn't, he ruined, he ruined their biggest hit. Oh, no. Hmm. I mean, he wasn't even singing it. He was doing it more like spoken word. I mean, the only real spoken word singer that I think works well would be Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it's Bob Dylan goes without being said. Exactly. But no, Adam Durwitz ruined their best song. I'm sorry. Now, was that just you or people around you had the same, you know, opinion as well? Around as well, the same ideas. You know, I honestly didn't really pay attention to others around me because I mean, it was a packed house at the arena. Okay. Yeah. The show, but I mean, you know, the arena—it's not a small venue to begin with. I mean, no. you're talking—you're in there with twelve thousand other people. Exactly. Um, but could have been better. I understand. Um, what to this point in your music music going going ongs um, is your favorite place to go to for a concert? I mean, the there's atmosphere wise, you know, the whole the whole the whole thing, the whole shebang, you know, the whole thing. I mean, Grant, I'm going to stick with the Spokane venue just because, well, it's. Spokane, we've got a few of them, but um, yeah. 
honestly, I'd have to say the Knitting Factory. I mean, it's okay. a little bit more of an. I mean, don't get me wrong. Spokane's got a few really good ones. I mean, obviously yeah. the arena for good shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knitting Factory's gotten a bunch of good ones. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple at the Big Dipper. More grand, more or less, those are like local bands. Right. And speaking of which, if you get a chance to check, I mean, a lot of people like to give Spokane bad rap. We actually even have a good local scene, and that's something I missed moving up from California. It was yeah. good local. And Spokane's starting to really get the scene going with good local artists. I mean, obviously, Miles Kennedy, really huge being on the map now, thanks to what he's mm-hmm. done with Slash and uh, Alter Bridge, which, I mean, you got three of the guys from Creed with Miles Kennedy right there. I mean, Talk oh, about okay. a very underrated talent at that point. There you go. Um, so I thought you might say the Gorge because I heard that's a pretty good place to go for a concert. I, you know, I've only been to one show at the Gorge, so I can't oh. really pass judgment on it. Oh, okay, that's why I didn't really put that one in. That's why I didn't put the Clink in. Okay, um, and nor did I put in. Oh, I will say this: probably one of the worst venues I've gone to. Yeah, and this was, which kind of bugs you because this was on a a good concert I had went to uh, back in 2016 mm-hmm. that just really did despise the atmosphere of it was uh, El Corazon in Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it was such a small, small venue for a metal show. I mean, more or less, I was going for a band, Fear Factory, for their 20th anniversary of their album, yeah. Manufacture, their big breakthrough album um, that really broke industrial metal onto the map. There you go. Now, uh, yeah. um, what is your favorite favorite genre of music now, and also in the as you were a kid as well, growing up as well as a kid as well? Okay, uh, I'll start with the kid part first. I still have a huge soft spot for eighties metal, mm-hmm. the hair metal. I mean, we're talking Bon Jovi, <laughs> yeah, Rat, uh, all those. You know those bands that had like thirty cans of Aquanet in their hair. Sure, absolutely. That was my biggest weakness back in the day. Okay. And nowadays, I mean, actually really ever since like 92, uh, thanks to my favorite band, Dream Theater, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge progressive metal guy. Okay. I mean, Rush, uh, even some of the newer bands are out. (coughs) Even one of the weirder metal bands that I like, uh, a group called Allegion, they're a progressive technical death metal band out of Colorado ah. that uh so yeah well I respect that but um I can't stand people who like just yell like the whole time I like I need some like to sing at least a little bit I can't stand right. like uh, Metallica you know those are I like right. the, the the softer tones I, I would I would uh, venture to say yeah if you want a newer one that I would strongly recommend um yeah they're kind of they're kind of leaning more towards progressive rock nowadays, especially with their most recent album. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out a group called Starset. What's it called? Starset. Star S T A R S E T. Oh, Starset. Okay. Starset. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, they are they're a band out of uh, I think the Ohio area, but um, hmm. they're they like to incorporate elements of science into the, a lot of their lyrics. Science. Uh, yeah, huh. they're uh, they call the funny thing is they call their concerts demonstrations. <laughs> I mean they 
Dustin dresses up like a scientist guy on stage, their lead singer, Dustin Bates. <laughs> Highly underrated lyricist and vocalist, by the way. Okay. And then um, the rest of the guys dress up in like these space costumes. I mean, space masks, the whole nine yards. Mm. Interesting concept. Yeah, their first album, Transmissions, each song was a different transmission. Um, and then uh, the current album, Vessels, Really, I mean, really, really good albums. I mean, I was it took a little growing on me to get onto the to get into those guys, mm-hmm. but seriously, wow, blown away. I mean, Absolutely. they've even they've even kind of dubbed themselves. I mean, uh, when I was reading a review on them a few years ago, uh, they even kind of started the whole thing of cinematic rock, if you look at it, mm. if you want to, put it that way. yeah, storylines and everything, especially with transmissions, their first album. There you go. Perhaps. Perhaps not. You never know. Um, exactly. <laughs> I'm not really a huge music fan. You know, I'm not even a small music fan. You know, I'm just like right. a blip on the radar. Right. But uh, I, I do, but I, I but, but I do um, um, respect the arts and all, all that sort of thing. But um, what I have here is who are your favorite solo acts now and um of all time okay um of all time i gotta go back to probably the very first album i ever bought mm-hmm. i have to i have to say michael jackson i mean yep. we agree on that one for sure for sure I mean, I mean bad i mean don't get me wrong he had his real big tough guy image songs i mean bad criminal mm-hmm. some of the other but when he had songs that he wanted to make a statement and get a serious point across, he did it very well and under no uncertain terms. I mean, case in point, Man in the Mirror, Need I Say More. Oh, no. <laughs> probably say that's like the ultimate mic drop in well, serious. You know. Also, when he, he, he did the, uh, the world, we are, we, we, we are the world, the song with the, all the celebrities and all that. That's pretty yeah. awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have to say he's one of my favorite solos of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, another solo artist, although she started as a as part of the band, um, Belinda Carlisle, I think, is another good one. Okay. Uh, heaven's on heaven is a place on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, about you. I mean, I think I still think to this day. I mean, ever since like uh, what was it her last big album, which was uh, Runaway Horses, back in. 89 mm-hmm. almost 30 years now. yeah um, i got overshadowed after that gotcha. but uh, she i mean don't get me wrong she could do some rocker stuff just like the best of them i mean mm-hmm. the go-go's stuff from like 81 82 you know oh yeah but and then temp uh current stuff mm-hmm. you know that that's a harder one for current current solo acts because I, i'll be honest i don't really get into too many solo acts that much anymore yeah especially a lot of it being more like auto-tune stuff yeah i mean if it if you were to say one that i kind of respect because of the image and how he's kind of turned himself around a little bit more uh-huh. and you're i mean this shows how eclectic i am um, i know i know what's going pitbull was one of them oh pitbull okay i mean with some of the stuff he's done um one of them that i actually have the the only album of his uh, a guy by the name of ryan star 
Ryan uh, Stark. Highly, highly underrated <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, remember when the, we had a lot of those rock band type shows trying to look for lead singers type stuff? Oh, right. Yeah. He was on one of those actually. Oh, okay. But uh, I got totally hooked on one of his songs right about the same time I got hooked on Pitbull's the Hey Baby actually. I think it was about that same year. Um, yeah, it's just He's got a good edgy, you know, soulful voice, but it's still a good rocker style voice. Yeah. For for me, for me though, my all time favorite solo artist of all time is Michael Jackson, but not far behind is is Eminem. You know, Eminem. And here's the thing, and I know a lot of people like to give him, a lot of people like to give Eminem a bad rap. Yeah. Uh, just because of a lot of the controversy he stirs up. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I can kind of agree with that. Uh-huh. But in terms of the fact that he's super real and not rapping about the same content that you see a lot of other rap artists talk about, yeah. In fact, he's just very real and yeah. You know, he's a he's a rap god. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, nope, pun intended. Yes, um, for sure. Now, um, before we get to my next question, I have for you. Um, a lot of people I've talked about or I've talked to before about music, they think that Prince and and Michael Jackson are like going on the same on a on a similar playing field. Your thoughts on that controversy? You know, I mean, they both had their own pieces to it. You know, mm-hmm. I I do, I do agree they're both very legendary artists, and if they're both not eventually in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think. Their crap together, right? Um, the I mean, Michael Jackson has done phenomenal stuff. Kind of really broke the edge of pop stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. Prince. I mean, sure, Prince had a run where he was trying to had like an identity crisis type deal yeah. when he changed in the nineties and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, Prince is one of those. I also, to an extent, doesn't get enough credit. Mm. I mean. Case in point, I mean, I mean, he's a great musician. He's written some of the best stuff out there. I yeah. mean, Little Red Corvette. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. And, one, and actually, Purple Rain brings up to my point where I really wanted to go with this, you know? Yeah. There's this Purple Rain album. Because, I mean, you got that. You got Let's Go Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it really showcases the side of Prince that a lot of people don't really you yeah. ever think is that and this is coming from a guy like me who loves guitar anyway exactly now, like i mean a very great and underrated guitar player oh yeah just on the for example i i give prince his props but i think what gives mj mj the um advantage because he went from like child pro- child prodigy to like a superstar on it on as an adult and he just kept Rising and rising and rising and rising. It's just a, you know. I would totally have to agree with you on that. Not many, not many child artists can say they've made the full thing and done a good, successful 35, 40 year career, you know? And that's on, that's, that's not, that's on the stage, not, 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 not as off the field, off the stage problems he's, he's had. Sure. Line, but just as a performer, he's just the best to ever. To, to ever do it, in my opinion, right. I mean, if you, if you throw if you throw criticism and controversies and 
tabloid junk out of the way. I totally agree with you on that. Oh, yeah. But um, next thing I have for you is favorite bands of all time um, in today and today and also of all time as well for you. Um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll give you I'll give you like, say, 10 of them. Sure. I mean, I can, this is one thing I could literally go forever on. Uh-huh, I, I'm aware, yeah. yeah. Um, number one, hands down. I mean, you know where I'm going with that one, Dream Theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the reason why I started writing. They're really what got me experimenting with guitars and stuff like that. I mean, I've gotten the honor of seeing them twice and probably one of the best shows ever. Yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, not just that. I mean, not just because of that, but I mean, you're talking a band that is true talent here. I mean, yeah. each, I mean, each member will take turns doing their own solos. Right. So, um, so I definitely have to put them at one. Um, another one that I have to put way up there, again, just because of what they did with rock, and I'm glad that they finally got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, I love Bon Jovi. Yep. I mean, granted, they've, as far as I'm concerned, they've had their heyday. Oh yeah. But I mean, I think their last really good album was a. Uh, was uh, balanced back in 2002. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bon, I mean, Bon Jovi pretty much wrote the scale of arena rock as far as I'm concerned. It's my life. It's my favorite of those. Is, is that so? Oh, such, such an anthem. It's awesome. Such, such an anthem. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Bon Jovi's got so many anthems, it's not even funny. Yeah. It's my life. Um, as uh, my friend Cammie Bradley once said when she did this, on America's Got Talent back in 2013. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't get much more American than Tommy and Gina. So, true. Uh, with that being said, I have to say, Living on a Prayer. Oh, yeah. I mean, so that's two. Um, yeah. Just for the humane aspect of them, I have to put Conquer Divide in that list. Okay. Um, Fear Factory, because with that, without them, I wouldn't have two seven string guitars, really. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that's the reason why I picked up a set. I mean, or the fact my guitar hero uses it, but Fear <laughs> Factory, uh, Dino from Fear Factory, that's all he uses is sevens. I, I know a TV show. I don't know the band, but yeah. You think it's a show Fear Factor, not Fear Factory. Oh, Fear Factory. It's like Fear Factor. Like, no, Fear Factory. You're not the first thing you've got mixed up, bud. <laughs> gotcha. Joe Rogan, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right? Although now it's under Chris on MTV. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let's see. Moving on, uh, you know, I have to. I'm going to have to put heart in that list. Okay. Um, just simple, simple fact. I mean, Ann and Nancy Wilson. I mean, really, without yeah. that, without them, yeah. really, in the way you wouldn't have bands like the Bangles, Veruca Salt, yeah. uh, Vixen, some of the others. Uh, you wouldn't have people like Lizzie Hale in there for from Hailstorm. I see. Okay. Uh, so I have to put heart on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw a major throwback here. Okay. I have to put Rush in that list because without Rush, you really don't have bands like say Kansas, Queensrÿche, Dream Theater, Boston, True. all the. Um, who else could I put in this list? Really, um, that one that you probably wouldn't expect to hear out of me. Mariah Carey, because I think she's got one of the most soulful voices. Is she a band, though? 
Well, I think you did you say bands or did you say art, artist? Period. Uh, bands. Okay, just bands. So retract that statement then. But but, uh, I, but but that does surprise me though. Mariah Carey is one of my favorites too. But yeah, I I, I, I understand. Yeah. Right. Um. Let's see who else could band wise could I put in that list? I mean, literally, that's one. This is one of those things I could literally go forever. Go on all day, all day. Now, I'll give you my. I'll, I'll, I'll give, you, give you my top five. Um, number one, the Beatles. I have to agree with you on that one. Just I what mean, the Beatles? So come on. <laughs> yeah, enough said. Enough said. Aerosmith. You know, I I'll, I, have, I will I will agree with you. And put them up there. I have one I'll have to add since we're going classic stuff here in a minute. Yeah, Aeros. I actually Queen. Agreed. And uh, that's about it. So. Yeah. If I were to throw kind of another, I mean, you brought up some of the greater like older rock band type deals. Yeah. Um, just with what they what they've done and what they've accomplished, I have to put Iron Maiden in that list. Believe oh, it or okay. Not. Okay. Okay. Or Journey, for that matter. Oh, Journey, <laughs> with Randy Jackson on the on the on the bass. You know, and I'll actually have to find the song that he's actually on because I knew he was a part at one point. I just don't remember what part it was. It might might might, might have been a, a very brief stint. I'm I'm guessing. But, that wouldn't uh, surprise me. Yeah, but I digress on that. Um, talked about this earlier, but in your opinion. Um, who do you think is the the all time best entertainer on stage? Wow, this this is truly a tough one. Yeah, um, I may have to give you more. I'll have to give you more than one, and of course, in no particular order. Sure. Um, I will say, and this is just because it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Period. Yeah. Um, two words: Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say that. Okay. I, I had the honor of seeing him back in '98, and yeah, at that at that time he sold out five shows. I mean, when he was here last, was it's it like, just last year? He sold out seven. Yeah, seven shows. <laughs> I mean, incredible. incredible. And the fact that he's—I mean, not not only is he an entertainer, he's a humanitarian as well, which oh, yeah, he sure is. I highly, I have to highly respect that in him. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see who else. Like I said, Garth is definitely way up there in terms of entertainers. Uh-huh. I have, I have to put Miranda Lambert in there. Um, just two types I've seen her. Yeah, uh, especially this last time when it was her as a headliner instead of her being the, act. the second of five acts playing at the Clink. Right. Um, so I have to put her there as an entertainer. Um, this one goes back to when I saw him back in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually just really dropped a 25 greatest songs of his career type deal on uh, another country singer, believe it or not. Hmm. Uh, Colin. Who's that? Colin Ray. Colin Ray. Never heard of him. Okay. You probably heard the song, That's My Story, and I'm Sticking to It. No. no. Okay. <laughs> one of the, it's one of the most class, one of the most uh, common like relationship type songs where. Oh, I gotcha. It, Listen to the song, you'll thank me later. But uh, right. I'll think about it. Probably not. It's actually a real, really good story. And it's the battle. Okay. It's a guy who uh, gets his wife's blaming him for hanging out, hanging out with the guys the whole time. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So, songs. There you go. 
Um, let's see who else entertainer wise. Uh, this one I'm gonna have to. Add, and this is what a kind of newer band. Yeah. Um, just with their stage presence from when I saw them back in 2007, I want to say mm-hmm. was it year seven or 2009. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, Avenged Sevenfolds put on great shows. Oh, okay, Ben Folds. No, Avenge Sevenfold. Oh, okay. They're totally Avenge Sevenfold's more like newer wave of hard rock slash metal. Mm, uh, I'll pass. I'll pass. Where? Yeah. Where uh, Ben Folds is more famous. Although I'm not going to knock Ben Folds five. I mean that guy's a yeah. genius in himself. For sure. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's that. Um, Keith Urban's another one that's a great entertainer. I've I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, seeing him in concert back in 2009 was a great, great show. I mean, to have him and the members of Little Big Ten on stage doing a very classic Eagles tune, Seven Bridges Road. Yeah. Five of them and Keith's acoustic guitar. Wow. Oh, yeah. Now, for for me, I have like only three people that I can think of. Number one, all-time great, Michael Jackson. His dancing is, is like, and the singing is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's put on the show, um, but beyond the the obvious answer, Michael Jackson, um, Timberlake, number two. Okay, then, yeah, I can agree with Justin Timberlake with his presence and stuff. Sure. And this might be out in left field. I don't know, but when I saw in sync performing all the time on TV and so forth. They're, they're pretty damn, you know, energized and uh, pretty upbeat. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, I was, I guess I kind of misunderstood your question because I was going off of shows that I have actually seen or people oh, I've actually seen. When I, when oh, I get the it's, it, it's just like, like you've seen on TV or conscious on TV, whatever. Right. Like who's the I mean, best entertainer, you know, on stage, you know? The whole package, right. you know. Right. I mean, if I were to add a couple more, knowing that part, yeah. Now, getting the full understanding of your question, and again, my apologies for misunderstanding you. Sure. Um, I definitely have to agree with you with Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. oh, I was like, "What is Michael Jackson on this list?" <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I to- I totally agree. Like I said, it's yeah. because I misunderstood your question at first. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Th- this one, you know, I'm going to put her on the list. I'm not a fan of her at all. Yeah. Um. I have to put Lady Gaga on there. Oh, she's fantastic. She's great. Yeah, but she's uh, a great entertainer for sure. Uh, I can I can even go as far as to make a case for Katy Perry. Uh, okay. To an extent. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I could literally go on with for. I mean, you and I oh. could literally spend two hours just on that topic alone. For sure, but we'll 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 move we'll, uh, on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. Here. Here's one you might think of here. Uh, what is your favorite song right now and favorite song of all time, possibly? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you know, if I were, I'd be more inclined to give you like an all time as opposed to current, really. Okay. Because, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really listen to much current stuff on the radio. Okay. Um, let's see, if I were to, all, all time, I'll probably give you like two or three that I think just really. Sure. Actually, I'll probably give you five that really define me. Okay. Um, one of them, it's going to be Change of Seasons by Dream Theater. 
Mm, shocker. Sure. sure, it's a 23-minute song, but oh my it's God. this guy. Well, that's actually what that's actually not their longest, believe it or not. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, so I have to put that on there. Okay. I, I again I have to I have to put Bon Jovi on this list. Oh, you, do. you uh, have to, yeah. I mean, there's so to pick really a definitive Bon Jovi song mm-hmm. is super hard to do. True. I mean, a lot of people would lean towards like say Living on a Prayer, which I think is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um in this case, just a throw out like stuff that was constantly on the radio yeah. uh, there's a, one of the more lesser known ones that i think is still a really great song mm-hmm. that kind of tells the story of stuff um actually i could probably give you two of theirs blood sure. on blood blood on blood off of new jersey mm-hmm. and then kind of like the one that served as like the the updated version of that of what blood on blood was um off of the same album as It's My Life, off of Crush, the song called Just Older. Just Older, okay. Uh, great, great song. You get a chance to check that one out. Sure, well, um, so, yeah. Uh, so there's those. I mean, if we're going to go of all time, yeah, I have Bohemian Rhapsody on the list. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much more sing. I mean, really, I mean, it's stuff like that that kind of paved the way. I really think stuff like that is what paved the way for some of the more theatrical rock songs mm-hmm. that that came out of it. You know, for sure. But, um, let's see what else. I mean, I this is another one again. I could literally go on forever. Um, oh yeah, the Eagle Hotel California. Oh, there's there another great one of all time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I could, again, this is another one you yeah. and I could spend just on this. Well, you can. Um, I mean, I don't, I have a few. I don't have like a, a long list of favorite songs, but um, for myself, I'll give you th- three or four, my all time, not in any order, but just, you know, just in random order here. Um, Hallelujah by Jeff Buck. Of his version of, of Hallelujah. It's pretty amazing. And- Artist, real quickly on Buckley, artist taken yeah. way too soon. Oh, there's a lot of them. Winehouse and Cobain and all, all those drug addicts, unfortunately, took them too soon. Um, right. Sadly, sadly happened. Right. Um, also, um, I like uh, We Are the Champions by, by Queen. It's a great, great rock, rock, anthem, rock anthem with, with, with pretty much on, on, the, on the head singer there. Let me actually add one while we're on the topic of Queen songs, real quick. Yeah. Um, one of my friends used to do this. One of my friends, I haven't heard her do this song in years at karaoke mm-hmm. all the time with the Iron Horse. Um, and I think this is one of the great, one of the last recordings that Freddie Mercury ever did. Ever mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Uh, the show must go on. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. Anyway, back to your list. I just had to mention that when you mentioned Queen. So. Oh, yeah. No problem. Um, I said said before, but um, it's, I I like this is my it's my life from uh, Bon Jovi. Agreed. I mean, again, the whole thing the uh, bringing the resurrection of Tom the the characters Tommy and Gina. I mean, oh I, yeah, I, oh yeah. Elton John is uh, is your song. That's <laughs> like my favorite songs of all time. I just love that song. Um, yeah, Billy Joel, Piano Man. Can't get him better than that. 
Oh my god! No, Can't give no I agree. I got two more. Eminem, "Lose Yourself." That's such a good song. I love that song. And here's the here's the thing with that. It's actually, I think I'm really glad that you actually brought that song up. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of rap artists get a very bad name. Get a very yeah. bad name quickly, yeah. especially in the rap field. Mm-hmm. That's Eminem, kind of really shedding the, you know, real dark bad boy image side and yep. getting down to the upbeat, very serious and positive message. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, about, really, about really pushing forward and achieving what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, you only get one shot. You, It's like you don't, you can't miss your chance, you know? Yeah, I mean, the same, same goes to the song. Um, uh, oh, was that song in the same time frame um it was with the the female um singer was in the back singing in the background and it's about this guy he's he's a big big fan of him of him and uh and he he uh eventually the guy gets mad at eminem and he drives off the end of the cliff whatever it is stan, stan. that's yeah dido yeah dido was with him which God. the funny thing about that song is uh, the background song, the background music for that is yeah. actually from a, different, from a different song, from uh, a song that ended up being a huge hit for Dido herself like a couple of years later. Oh, cool. That's awesome. A song I got, Thank You. Oh, yeah. So. I got two more. Um, I got the Beatles on the list with Let It Be. Agreed. Yeah, you can check. And then also I have is from Whitney Whitney Houston. I will always love you from Whitney Houston. She just crushes it, crushes it, crushes it. So. Right. No, I mean for for a cover song, and yeah. I mean, which I'm guessing you may have a cover tunes question for me here in a minute. Anyway, I have to put. I mean, a lot of people like to despise cover tunes or yeah. remakes. Yeah. What Dolly Parton did, or what she did to a Dolly Parton song. And, Pretty much kept the integrity of it, but still mm-hmm. felt it out. Such a powerful voice on that song. Oh, yeah. Wow. People I now, pe- people like, like today, they think that it's her. It was her song to begin with because it because she did, did it better than Dolly Parton ever ever did. You know. She had, she made such a, a worldwide hit. It's not even funny. I know it's ridiculous. And then I, I would say. Honorable mention, I would say. I would say Eric Clapton, Tears of Heaven. That's some also you know, first songs. You know, and I actually have to agree on that. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's Clapton really shedding the Harbor Edger rock persona that he had from up until like 90 when Journeyman came out. Yeah. With stuff like pretending and all those. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that really showed a vulnerable side of Clapton that I don't think anybody ever saw coming. Yeah. I mean, for him to write that song, you know, to losing his four-year-old son at that time oh, to, yeah. to a car wreck. And then, yeah. yeah, it's, I actually have to, if I were to put that like a list of top songs ever written, all genres, I would mm-hmm. actually have to throw that one on that list. I mean, sure. It's one of the most depressing songs of all time. Yeah. But that's one of those, I mean, and you know I like to write stuff on my own on the side anyway. Sure. This is one of those that I will officially put in the category of, damn, I wish I wrote that. Oh, yeah. And um, 
as you were saying earlier just a minute ago, what are your favorite cover songs by artists you, you've heard in the past? Um, Remake-wise, this one I know you're going to appreciate because I know you like the duo that originally did this song. Okay. And one of the most hauntingly eerie remakes that I got blown away by. Uh-huh. Disturbed doing Simon and Garfunkel's Sound of Silence. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll check that one out. I mean, seriously, Dave Draymond, I mean, this showcases a side of Dave Draymond that no one would ever saw coming. Disturbed, it's called Disturbed, the band, or? Yeah, Disturbed is the band. Okay. But uh, that's like the one cover that I totally would never have seen coming. Yeah. Uh, actually, and Disturbed's done a couple of them really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, did a uh, Land of Confusion by Genesis and did a really good job. With it. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a couple that I think are really good. Um, go. Let's see what else could I throw on that list if I were to give you a couple more good ones. Sure. I mean, one that I know was never released as a single. I picked it up on a Bon Jovi live album. Mm-hmm. Bon Jovi doing Neil Young's "Keep on Rocking in the Free World." Mm. Okay. There you go. Uh, I have to put Whitney Houston's I'll Always Love You, even though that's how I've got way the crap overplayed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, really, I mean, that's, those are like the big ones yeah. that come to my mind right out the gate. I only have like one cover song that I actually like. I mean, I mean, I mean besides Whitney Houston's, obviously. Right. Um, and this is probably not going to get a lot of um, um, renowned applause by the audience out there for you but um clay aiken's version of um bridge of, bridge of trouble, trouble water was really really good like he blew out blew it out of the water um, oh wow on, 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 on idol i mean it was it was amazing i'm like oh my god yeah. i'll be honest i've never heard enough to check that one out it's, oh. um, while it, we're on the topic one last cover I'm going to throw in there real quick. Sure. Uh, one of my trainers would play this at the gym as a cool down after her boot camps. Uh-huh. Um, the song, and actually a couple people have done the song really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original song is Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. There you go. Uh, a folk artist by the name of, it's a solo artist, but he goes by the moniker of Iron and Wine. Mm. The guy in acoustic guitar doing that, and wow. There you go. Uh, and then, uh, the other version of it that really amazed me and I didn't see coming mm-hmm. when I saw Matchbox 20 in 2001 at Key Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, out of nowhere, all of a sudden we saw Kyle Cook standing there, the guitar player, just standing there doing vocals, mm. and Rob Thomas breaking out the acoustic guitar doing time after time. And oh, I. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. This next one is a, is a two part two-part thing so i'll ask you part, part one for, for you it's, it's a long question to ask you so what is your take on karaoke is it necessary or can you appreciate it for what it is you know and this is coming from a guy who funny you should ask me this because i just did karaoke the other night um i mean sometimes you get some really good singers yeah. sometimes you got people that can make william hung look really good <laughs> And I kid you not on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, and sure, there's some songs that I do better than others. I'm not going to lie. Sure. But 
I mean, it's ultimately karaoke is all about having fun. Having drinks, having, you know, let it loose, you know, have a good time. Exactly. I mean, doing songs you like to do. I mean, what was it back in the day? Me and a bunch of friends, we, were, we would call ourselves the Thumpers Choir. And every time Bohemian Rhapsody came on, we'd have <laughs> 10 of us around three mics. That's awesome. <laughs> my, uh, follow-up, my follow-up with that question is, um, what is your, let's say, maybe three or four of your, of your favorite songs to sing at karaoke? Um, if I were to do three or four of my favorites to do, yeah, yeah, especially if I'm doing Friday, well, if I'm going on a Friday night, hands down, I got to do working for the weekend. There you have to. Come on, that song needs more cowbell in it anyway. It's true. (laughs) Uh, so there's that one. Um, and I know that one kind of doesn't surprise you with how much of a rocker I am. Yeah, this one may kind of surprise you a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw in Snow Patrol's Chasing Cars. Huh. Okay. Great that song. Is I mean, inter- that is an interesting choice. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorites to do. There you go. Um, another one I have to put in there because it was one of my, it was the very first song I ever did karaoke to. Yeah. Uh, my buddy did this at our grad night party from high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. Oh, there you go. Bon Jovi. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. I'm going to have to put this one in there just because it's more of a recent one that I like to do. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say I do this one great. Yeah. But it's one I like to do. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it's one of my better ones, a lot of people have said. And it's yeah. another ballad, believe it or not. Great. Uh, the Scorpions, uh, Send Me an Angel. Oh, okay. There you go. Came out as Wind of Change. Awesome. So. Well, for me, I go out. I haven't gone in a long time, but when I when I have gone, um, my favorite favorite ones to sing is your song, Elton John. Uh, I don't think I've heard that one yet. What's that? I haven't heard you do that one yet, and I've heard you oh, do karaoke. With it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Piano Man is a must. You know, people get fired up on that one. I sing that one. Um, right. Hallelujah by. Uh, the, the the Rufus Wainwright version is when I, I sing I sing the best because I, I can't do the other ones. That's hard to do. Jeff got a hard voice to replicate, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So I do the easiest one and I kill that. Sure. And then I, I done recently that was uh, a new one onto my repertoire. It's hard hard song to do, but I did like four times and nailed every time without any issues. And that's "Lose Yourself" with Eminem by Eminem. Yeah, again, that's hard. That's hard song to, to do it's, it's like non-stop you can't take a breath or, or you take one but it's, it's tough but yeah those are my ones i do sing quite a bit at, at karaoke what um, i can add to i actually just did this one last night uh yeah sort of the band three doors down in there uh okay. one of the songs off their very first off their breakthrough album uh with krypton and all that uh it was never released as a single i personally thought it should have been yeah while we're on the topic of songs that you don't get a breather on, the song Smack. Oh, okay. It's like two and a half minutes of in your face and you really don't get to breathe at all. Literally. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Where am I? Okay. Yes. Um, who are some of your most overrated acts of all time? It could be solo act and or band. So up to you. What do you want to divulge? Um, overrated stuff. Yeah. 
I'm going to say in this first case here, I'm going to say overrated as of recent. Mm-hmm. When the artists first came out, they were actually halfway decent and I could tolerate them. Mm-hmm. I have to put Taylor Swift on the list. Oh, God, no. Oh, 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 oh wow. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. That's interesting. Well, no, and, and, here's, and here's why I state this. Yeah. Her country stuff I thought was really good. Yeah. Her pop stuff is pure crap. Sorry, that's, that's I mean, hot take. Hot take right there. I mean, I've got, I mean, I've got people that may bash the crap out of me, but you know what? It's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I have a comment box. It's called trash can. Feel free to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there that. Go. Yeah. Another one that you know, I have to, I have to put her in the overrated category from back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say this: she has made probably one of the most successful comebacks ever. Okay. I'm going to put Britney Spears on the list for her earlier stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, with like the eight or nine year hiatus and then came back with uh, Dance Until the World Ends. Yeah. She made probably one of the best transitions ever as a maturing artist. Mm-hmm. So she's one that went the opposite direction of Taylor Swift. <laughs> In your opinion, yeah. Right, in my honest opinion. Right. Uh, let's see, who else can I put in the overrated list, really? Bieber. Don't even get me started there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, don't even get me started. I can't stand him. Like, I really can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Since, I day one. Since day one. Yeah. Right. Anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, so I'd probably put those and leave it at those three. Hanson? Okay, so here's the thing with Hanson. <laughs> sure, they have one of the most annoying songs of all time. Oombop? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, here's one of those bands that, yes, they had the kitty bop image back in 97. Right. Uh, fast forward, say, like, was it eight or nine years when mm-hmm. they did the song Penny and Me? Okay. It showed that they actually matured a little bit. I see. So, and to, so I can't. I guess I can't really put Hanson on the overrated list, to be okay. honest. Interesting. I only have one act, and that's Bieber. I can't stand the guy. He's a YouTube sensation, I guess. I don't. I'm not sure how people like his music, but he's just, people do like his. He's popular, so I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, but that's just me. And a lot of people do, I guess, too, as well. But um, now, how about anyone that you might? I believe that's maybe underrated as far as a band or a solo artist. Okay, where do I begin on this one? <laughs> um, give me like no, five. seriously. If I were to give you, leave it to five. You said, yeah, five. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of them, and uh, he kind of gets overshadowed a lot for his talent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put Phil Collins on the list. Believe it or really? not, underrated, huh? Well, here and here's why. Here's why I state under. Here's why I say underrated. Okay. A lot of people don't know he's a really good drummer. Yeah. Um. I honestly think he's written some of the best lyrics of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, he's more like the societal type, popular stuff that had messages behind it. Case in point, another day in paradise. Mm. No son of mine, which is a pretty dark song. Yeah. Um, about abuse. Or abuse and neglect, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, 
Let's see. Who else can I put in the underrated list? Uh, this guy, unfortunately, we just lost him this last year. Mm. Mm. Uh, Pat Torpy, the drummer of Mr. Big. Although, really, I could, I could actually just put the whole band of Mr. Big on there. Okay. They, I mean, sure, a lot of people a lot of people like to really think they're only big because of the one song, To Be With You. Okay, gotcha. Uh, they actually have a lot of really good other stuff. Green Tinted Six. Colorado Bulldog. Yeah. Uh, they did a, they actually do a really good cover of Cat Stevens Wild World. There you go. So I'll put them, I'll put them on that list. Um you know, and here's here's what I don't I mean, I know he got a lot of respect in the eighties and I still think he's kind of underrated to this day. Because mm-hmm. I mean he's one of those that once the nineties hit, he got lumped into the more ballad dealer, more kind of balladish. Type mm-hmm. deal, yeah. I'm gonna, put Brian Adam, I'm gonna put Brian Adams on this list. Yeah, I was thinking it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, he had classics like "Run to You," "Heaven," "Summer of '69," mm-hmm. but I think what kind of blew his image a little bit as a rocker was the song from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mm. I do everything I do. I do it for you. Don't get me wrong. Great ballad. It did get way the hell overplayed. Yeah, but that kind of made a huge shift for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd have to put it just on those grounds. I have to say underrated because of, again, he's from like 91 when Robin Hood Prince of Thieves came out. Yeah. Kind of got lumped into the ballad phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there's even some of the like uh, 90s rock bands that I I kind of liked that I didn't feel got a fair shot. Hmm. Uh, one of them, they kind of had a little bluesier, edgier feel. I mean, I have, I actually have the album still to this day. Uh, it's a group called, group called The Hazies. The Hazies. You're going to laugh. You're going to kind of get a crack at the album title here. It's called Vinny Smoking in the Big Room. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a nice, good, well-balanced version of rock as far as i'm concerned so it's not it's not it's not like a, like it's not like a like hard like hard hard rock it's just rock it's not like well, they, they had some stuff that could be considered hard rock uh-huh. but they had some that were just straight up rock they had some that were just good you know sit down jam and have a good time type songs there you go but i mean just i think it was, i feel it was a band that didn't get the respect they deserved well i have two i have two myself um, Celine Dion doesn't get enough cr- 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 for she, what she's done. Um, and also the Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. I think don't get a, a lot of credit as well with the, what they've done as well too with music. You know, and you actually bring up a good point with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, because without them, you really don't have the rap rock or the funk rock feel. I mean, you don't. Yeah. You I mean, obviously, you got Red Hot Chili Peppers who made it famous or broke it through, but without them, you don't have bands like, say, 311, Zebrahead, some of the other ones that are out nowadays, you know? There you That's go. Absolutely. And also, I'm asking next is um, now, do you use any music apps? If so, what, what do you use to stream? If I do stream songs, um, it depends. It depends. If I'm at home, I'll use Spotify. If I'm out and about on my phone, I'll use I'll use Pandora. 
yeah, I, I use Pandora all the time for mainly comedy, but if I like music, I'll have it on there as well. But I have a wide variety. I have a, I have a wide variety of stuff on Pandora, but that's that's just me. Now, um, yeah. and speaking of like, have you, got me into other artists similar to got me into some of the other progressive rock or metal artists that I wouldn't have ever thought of getting into. So, oh yeah, for sure, it's a good place to have, to curate your own playlist. It's pretty pretty awesome. Um, have you seen any music documentaries before? If you have, what are your favorites? You know, I'll be honest, I haven't seen too many music documentaries. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge documentary guy, to be honest. Oh, really? Okay. No. Oh, I ha- I'll give you one that I watched. I don't watch any music documentaries at all, but um, I saw one HBO, really good, with... Uh, Okay. Um, with uh, um, it was Jimmy Iovine um, and um, who does the, uh, the, the the headphone deal, Dr. Dre? Yeah. yeah they had an, they had an epic um, documentary. It was uh, HBO. It, I forget what it's called, but it's a four-parter, and it was like the best documentary I've, I've ever seen of any genre, of anything. Oh, any okay. it's I'll send you after I'm done here. I'll let you know what it what it's called. Maybe I'll look it up right now and see what it see what it was. But um, that it was uh is pretty is pretty amazing. Um, remember, I don't I don't know. I'll I'll have to find it for you. But um, it, it's pretty yeah. amazing. You should check it out. But um, let's see what else to have here. Um, here we go. Um, do you take stock? And if a record goes platinum, gold, whatever, and and so on and so on in today's uh, landscape of music here, you know, and I think the whole the whole record label record label thing, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, it shows it shows what the people are into. I mean, obviously, some artists are better than others, and then there's some that you just don't discover because everyone's like oh so caught on the latest trendiest hippiest thing you know right um i mean there's a lot of albums that i feel are great albums that never really got a fair shot to be honest yeah that have i mean and i know you've probably got a few yourself but i i don't um you know i'm not a music music you know phenomenon like you you know fan right. but but um i will say though on this topic though i think Back in the heyday, in the seventies, eighties, nineties, the 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 title of platinum or ultra platinum or gold was a huge thing back then. Sure. But now, with social media and with um, Amazon Prime or whatever, or Amazon Music, they got Pandora, got Spotify. Now people can stream for free, for free now, you know. So iTunes, so it's a whole new, whole new generation I have now for music. Now it's a whole new way, new way to access. People nowadays don't really go to a. I'm not sure if you do, but people don't go to a store and say, "I'm buy the CD now." You know. Yeah. No, I mean, the only time I buy, the only time I buy hard copy CD anymore is if I'm at a concert. Okay. Like people will buy an album like on Amazon or iTunes or whatever now. You know, it's all different. Yeah, totally. I'm totally, I'm totally an Amazon guy. Because the thing's called the cell phone is handy to have, you know, it's like right, right there with you, you know, right. all the time. Now on the same, on the same um, topic here, 
um, how innovative innovative is Shazam, the app that, that, that says who sings what song and all that sort of thing, your thoughts on Shazam? You know, I I think it actually does help things out a little bit because it's like a lot of times, I mean, even back in the heyday before there was all this stuff out, you're like, I mean, you DJ on the radio to say it's artist XYZ playing song XYZ, you know? Right. Um, that's way you can actually now have it to where it'll recognize it and be like, oh, this is the song. This is what song it is, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, I would think it's only one artist, when in reality, it's the least person who I would have thought it would have been, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and also, I was going to check on this. Oh, yeah. The documentary I was talking about on HBO with uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. It's called the the Defiant Ones. Okay, and it is amazing. It's gotcha. it's it's awesome. Um, it, it, it's filmed over a three year period too, so it's uh, pretty stuff. You I definitely would check that out if I was a yeah. I'll add that to my documentary list to check out. I've got another one from a friend of mine that's on a totally non music related subject. I still have yet to check out, but okay. I love doc. I love docs. I watch all of them all, all the time. I, I, nice. I, I like crime and sports podcasts the most, though. But um, this was awesome, though. Um, let me ask you this: um, Are you a fan of uh, musicals? If so, what are your favorite musicals um, of your of your liking? I'll be honest. I'm not a musical. I'll be honest. I'm not a musicals fan. I'm shocked. Uh, I'm shocked. Well. <laughs> I'm I'm being facetious, actually. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, I will say this: that Greece was really good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But overall, I'm not I'm not a huge musicals fan. Okay. This is actually where I love music. I like this the best genre of anything is musicals. Um, I love Hamilton. It's the best musical ever made, hands down. It's it's so hip. It's so hip with the rap music and with you know with today's music and so forth, and with old old uh, topics and and Rent and Annie and you know we said Greece and music. I mean Chicago. I mean the list goes on and on. I mean just iconic after iconic musicals are out there. But I, I do love musicals. Um, here we go. Uh, what's your best you in your opinion? What is the best movie soundtrack for you? Wow, that, you know that one I can't really give an honest answer on because I mean there's been some that have been, I mean I could, I could put Whitney Houston with what she did with Bodyguard, easily yeah. as well. Um, even though a lot of the songs on there just it got way the crap overplayed. Yeah. Um. Just give so me one. Just give me one movie you think that may have had the best soundtrack. I'll I'll leave, I'll have to leave it at the Bodyguard at that bodyguard. point then. Um, for me, might not be a shocker to everyone out there, but the, the Sandlot had some of the most iconic soundtracks for the for that time in that time frame. Um, it was just yeah. it was just perfect for the scene. Every scene that every scene they had was just perfect backdrop. It was amazing. Right. Um, Let me ask but, you real quick, since, since you mentioned that the kind of tag on that point you just mentioned. Yeah. Forrest Gump. For oh, oh yeah, that's great. I mean, Forrest Sweet Home Alabama, Turn, Turn, Turn. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I have a few more things I have to ask you here. Um, Flip it over here. Favorite TV show theme and why? Um, Just one. I'm going to give you two because it's really a tie as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Um, Friends. Uh, I'll be there for you. Okay. And then uh, just because I think it holds true to a lot of places these to this day, mm-hmm. I have to play Cheers. Fucking sorry, I didn't mean to say, I swear, but as my that that that's my choice for sure was Cheers. Um, I mean, we all yeah. strive to go to a place where everyone knows our name. Yeah, you know? I mean Cheers spawned Frasier for for eleven years, also. So Great yeah, show. Cheers. Yeah, yeah Cheers was, was a great soundtrack, and also. Since you said one, I'll, I'll say one after one I thought was really good. And, and that was The Wonder Years. You know, and I never, I never thought about that as a soundtrack, really, or mm-hmm. a theme song. Uh-huh. Well, actually, wait, no, no, yeah, that actually is Joe, if I remember right, isn't that Joe Cocker's oh, yeah. little help help for my friends? Yeah. It's pretty actually, awesome. Actually, I'd have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I, I thought so. All right. So, just kidding, but... A few more because really quick, I'm probably have to eat dinner. But um, do you think classical music is underrated? Because I enjoy it immensely. You know, I mean, yes, I'm a metalhead first and foremost. You know this, right? But you know, classical music I think kind of paved the way for some other stuff. Oh, for so everything, I, pretty much. Do I, do yeah. I feel do I feel classic or classic classical music gets a bad rap? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I just love, you know, the whole orchestra. You know, it's the great, like the harp. You got the violin, the clarinet. I mean, everything. The drums. I mean, it, it's all come together. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. Also, I, I love piano too. Like right. solo piano is really beautiful too. Um, I mean, if we're talking classical music songs, I mean, just the the story it tells behind the song and the build up and oh. the crescendo. Uh, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Case of point, William Tell Overture. Need I say more? Oh, oh no, that's awesome. That's awesome. I got uh, one, two, three, five, six. Okay, six more things here. Um, what are your thoughts on reality-based music shows such as Reckon Idol and The Voice and countless others? Your thoughts on those um, na- national shows there? Uh, that that I mean, that one's kind of a tough one. I mean. It kind of the whole reality TV show thing. I think is that's all worms as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, if I were to say I like one over the other, just because it's more sheer talent mm-hmm. and then kind of an image type deal, I have to go with the voice. Yeah. Not even close. Well, um, I, we're short, short, short on time, so I'll start to cut, cut you off there, but. Um, I've I've watched the voice movie like once or twice, you know, a few times here and there. But Idol, Idol in its heyday was like, you know, number one show on TV. So I haven't watched Idol in the last maybe two or three of them because it went like kind of like went downhill after a while, you know. So I think Idol is probably has the best show to discover talent, and and the talent's still out there. You got, you got, you know, you got um, Carrie Underwood's probably <laughs> Idol. You know, Carrie Underwood, um, the first one ever, first, first ever, you know, uh, Clark's 
Clarkson won her first. She she's still out there doing doing her thing. You know, she it's amazing, amazing stuff out. Amazing stuff. Adam Lambert didn't win, but he's on the list too. Yeah. But um, I got a few more here. Um, now, what do you think of the Grammys as far as as far as the show and and all that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, this is another one I could I could go on a rant on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think it, it's I can kind of make this with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. I don't necessarily think it respects talent that much. Yeah. Uh, case in point, I'm gonna and I'm gonna pick up my boys my boys Dream Theater here again for this for an example. Okay. A band that got highly underrated. I mean they they. Their first album technically came out in 89. They actually started as a band back in 86. Oh, okay. First Grammy nomination until 2011 for a mm. nine-minute song. Oh, wow. But they got snubbed to someone that wasn't even... I forgot who they got snubbed to. But um, another one that I could kind of snub category, when Metallica got nominated for one, and they lost to Jeff Martell for Aqualung. Yeah. <laughs> comparison. True. Awesome. Now I've never seen the show before, ever. You know, surprisingly, I've I've seen clips here and there. And favorite clip I saw was when well, he was living two years ago, yeah, year or two ago. Was Hamilton was on the Grammys and they were doing their scene, and it it was pretty awesome. Now, um, what are some of your favorite? I'll give you like three um, Super Bowl halftime shows. Three and only three. Wow. Um, yeah. I'll have to put the last. I'll have to put the last one Prince did before he kicked the bucket. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, print. I mean, Prince. You could. You, you could make a case for Prince in the entertainer category, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, for sure. Um, another one that could put this for a case for entertainer as well, Bruno Mars. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, there's been there's been a, there's been some good ones as of recent too, and some bad ones too. Yeah. Right. Um, another another good one to just to finish out the my three here, and again, I'm not a huge fan of this artist. Yeah. But stage presence and how she did things i have to put lady gaga on the list but oh yeah she was she was great yeah I mean, yeah for me it's easy number one bruno mars for sure number one i can agree with him on the top three for sure absolutely number two beyonce nah. no i put her top i put her top five maybe ten but I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go top three with her. Really? Okay, that's interesting. But, but I, I do have to put her way up. I mean, overall, I have to yeah. put her way up there. I just wouldn't quite go top three. And of course, my, Michael Jackson also way back in the day when he, when he did it was awesome. Now, a little bit, I think a little bit there, a little bit. <laughs> now, quick reaction on J- J- Janet Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction with with Timberlake way back in the day you know i i didn't i honestly didn't really pay much attention to it oh really <laughs> no I, I didn't i mean we're talking 
I mean, come on, we're talking what eighteen years ago on the on the infamous yeah. nipples now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I like I said, I didn't really pay much attention to it, but okay. I got two more things for you. Three sure. more things, two more things actually for you. Um, you know, people all across the country they um, do national anthems and all for football games, baseball games, all that sort of thing. What right. are some of your of your of the worst you've ever seen, you've ever seen? I have one, two of them actually in my my list of the worst um, anthems ever ever done. I mean, some I would say some are better than others. Trying to remember all of them is another story. Uh-huh. Um, just because you've seen so many, I mean, we've seen so many of them in our days. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be my my two for you. They're pretty easy. The, the the worst, Roseanne, and I couldn't Carl Lewis and Carl Lewis. Those two were the. I never. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. I've never I've never seen Carl Lewis do it, but Roseanne, oh, I can't. Oh God, it's priceless! Oh my God, it's so priceless. Goes it's YouTube, but that's awesome. Will do. Yeah. Um, I will say one of the best ones I've ever seen, though, yeah. would be uh, Kirk Hammond and James Hetfield of Metallica okay. doing it on the stars at a Giants game. I mean, they're from San Francisco, believe it or not. Oh, are they? Um, okay. They, yeah, not many people know that. So they've had Metallica hmm. right there at the at Giants at the Giants ballpark, and one of the best covers, of, one of the best renditions of it that I honestly oh. think so. Awesome. Okay, so kind of thing here for you is um, put aside all the stuff off the stage issues. Is Michael Jackson the greatest to ever do it? Ever do it as far as music wise, dance wise, promotion wise, everything, everything, everything on one? Is he the best to ever do it? Overall, yeah, I would say. I would. I mean, everyone can make their own case. Yeah. I definitely have to say Michael Jackson would, at the worst, would be top three of all time. Like oh, I said, for sure. at the worst, top at three the worst, of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to. Be, I mean, I can make a case for Garth Brooks for what he's done. Yeah. Um, for that aspect, um, one artist I know we didn't mention at all, and she kind of made it. I mean, you can make a case for her too. Would be Madonna, really. Madonna, yeah. So, I, mean, I just for for me, because like. Because he went from like a, a child star to a middle to a teenage star to a pop star to a mega 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 star. So I think just the the hierarchy of of his growth from kid to like grown up was incredible. Right. I mean, if we're going just solely on those grounds, I 110 percent agree with you. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking like the whole package, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd have to put him with, like I said, I have to put him with Garth or yeah, Garth Madonna. or Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And what's I have here for you is uh, final thoughts on music, on your thoughts on the world of music. Actually, final thoughts on that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of good stuff out there. It's just really waiting to be discovered. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people like to get caught up in the in the mix of one thing. Um, like one thing that really has helped me out with kind of check out. I mean, granted, I've had a pretty eclectic palette ever since I was a little kid. Sure, but um, one thing, and I've actually actually follow this guy on YouTube, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, and I think I may have 
uh, shown you some of these before, Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy with a moniker, he goes by the moniker 10 Second Songs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he takes a song and does it in 20 different styles. The yeah. very first one he ever did, and I'm, I'm probably going to have to reshare it again soon because I think it's just what he does is just beyond talent as far as I'm concerned. And okay. the, his whole intent and purpose of doing it was just like I said, to get people to kind of branch out into other artists that they may, may not think of checking out, you know. And who uh, and who is it? Uh, it's the guy's real name is Anthony Vincent. Oh, okay. But uh, the very first the very first twenty uh, twenty style song he did was to Katy Perry's Dark Horse. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, he goes from Iron Maiden. I mean, this is not in exactly the exact order i'd have to look at the video sure this, but uh he goes Pavarotti, jamiroquai um boys to men typo negative john mayer metallica Panther, Slipknot. so she has a, a wide variety of um arranges there yeah Pavarotti. wow so that's fantastic it's, it's to show you there's a lot out there in way to be discovered mm-hmm. so Oh yeah, well, I appreciate your time here on the podcast today, Sean, and uh, talking about the, the music um, world. I'm not really familiar with it, so I got some new things to, to think about. But um, this has been episode 101. Um, if you're listening, subscribing, and supporting, so long. Take care. Thanks.